Hello world and thank you for tuning in to Tsunami Radio. I'm your host, Dami Tsunami, and the song you just heard was Slipping by DMX. I'm pretty sure 100% of the people that are listening to this podcast right now know uh, what song that was. And, um, you know, I picked the song because I felt like it was perfect for this episode. Like I said, you know, um, I wanted to touch base on depression and uh that's what we'll be doing today you know um i feel like depression is becoming more common um and if not more common then it's being spoken about a lot more in this day and age than it was before you know back then honestly from what i from what i saw growing up it was like motherfuckers was either getting drunk or getting high to just forget about their problems and their stress and issues that you know they didn't want to face and um that was their way of dealing with their stressful situations and um at times depression now uh we're gonna go ahead and open up uh today's episode with a quote from joe nesbo and uh open quote Losing your life is not the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing is to lose your reason to live. End quote. And, um, you know, again, I, you know, I try my best to find these quotes um, that are relative, of course, to the episodes that uh, I'm publishing and those that would either motivate or give reason, you know, um, give hope, inspiration, you know, those types of quotes, because a lot of the subjects that I decide to, you know, touch base on topics I decide to discuss, I feel kind of hit home, and if they don't, then that, those, that is my intention, is that it does hit home in one way or another, you know what I'm saying, um, I've said it before, you know, we live in uh, this day in society. It's like everybody wants to cover up, you know what I'm saying? Like, they put makeup on and, you know, they hide behind the makeup. And I'm not speaking just about women, you know, I'm talking about men too, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys put up this front, like everything is all good, everything is perfect. You go to the gram, they look like they're living this perfect life. And, you know, when they're by themselves, they they suicidal and and you know it's crazy because there's just so many of us here in the world you know and sometimes you know you could be in a room full of people and still feel that you are alone still feel that you don't have anybody to talk to um i wanted to you know again address this matter because I know a couple of people that are, you know, that are or either were in a state of depression, whether it was, you know, um, just the beginning stages or in deep depression, clinical depression, you know, and I too myself, um, I want to say it was probably, um, it was about, it was probably like seven, it was about seven or six years ago, 
I found myself in this uh, state of depression. Um, I myself, you know, and I'm, I am somewhat ashamed to even say it now that I look back because I've always tried and I've always put up this front, you know, of being this strong, independent woman and always, you know, having my own But Back then, what triggered my stress, because at first it was stress, but then the, you know, the duration of the period, you know, of, of the things that was causing the stress. Now, what um, what led to me falling into this depression was um, work. I didn't have any work. And, you know, I've said this before, I've been working since I was a kid. I learned how I learned to work. I learned to appreciate, you know, working and the fruits of my labor. You know what I'm saying? So, at this time, I believe it was 2011, and I had graduated school. Now you would think, yeah, you know, this is like I'm, I'm like the time of my life. You know what I'm saying? I conquered another you know, goal that I had. I achieved another goal, and you know, I was I I was in the beginning excited to be moving forward graduated top of my class fucking 3.8 gpa and um you know i'm i'm ready to hit the work field now you know i'm thinking that i'm gonna go into the hospital or even you know a privatized clinic and you know put all my hard work to show you know my intelligence i've always been like I've always been considered like a teacher's pet, you know what I'm saying? But it's not really, it really don't got shit to do with the teacher. It's just, I want to show everything that I know. <laughs> so like, I've always been considered like a teacher's pet because I'm always volunteering, participating, all that stuff. So at this time when I graduated, I'm thinking, okay, like I got recommendations galore, like references galore. All my teachers are willing to, you know, give me letters and stuff and uh, references and um, it was crazy because I couldn't land a position. I couldn't put, land, it was like all the hospitals, they wanted either a year or two of actual experience. I only had like a couple months of hands-on uh, experience, volunteer work experience. Um, and then it was like all the little clinics. So, um... I had only been in Philly for a couple years at this point. It was, like, on and off. So I really didn't build, you know, like, really any friendships with anybody. Now, at the time that I was in school, I did, um, that was where I met my two girls, Jazz and Angel, that you guys uh, were introduced to on the previous episodes. But before them, like, I really wasn't cool with nobody. Like, I I really didn't have no, like, ride or thighs or none of that, you know what I'm saying? So... I didn't have nobody to like plug me in and it was like in all of like these little clinics especially like down in North Philly like it was like everybody had their homegirls working there it was like the only way you could get in is if you had a homegirl that was working there already so I was not like I was not ready to put my education to rest like I did I felt like I did not go to school for nothing I'm definitely gonna make sure that I, you know, find a job in this field. So I dedicated myself like day and night, day and night. I was like trying to um, 
find a job like I was looking online I was going in person I was following up and it was like nothing was happening and um so then you know I had no choice I found myself going to the welfare trying to get uh welfare and stuff to maintain myself while I was on this job search and then um you know, so the welfare, like, if they're giving you cash or whatever, they make you go to, like, their little programs or whatever, which is, like, job search programs. So I really didn't even mind because I'm hoping that at one of these places, I could I could possibly find, you know, have the assistance with, you know, with all of their resources and finding a position where I want to be. So whatever, I'm going to the program. I'm, like, doing my best, trying to put my best foot forward and... Probably for like, I want to say it was probably like, like 10 months maybe, I didn't find no work, none, like nothing at all, and uh, again, it wasn't nothing like McDonald's or anything like that, it was like in the field that I wanted to be in. I wanted to be in the medical field. That was what I studied for. So, you know, to a certain extent, it was kind of like, you know, I did sort of bring it upon myself and not, you know, not being willing to settle for less, I guess. But, you know, again, at that time, you know, my ambition was high. I wanted to find something in the field of my study and that's what I was dedicated to. So, I didn't find anything. I found myself out of work for um, a long period, probably like 10 months. So then I did go, um, I did end up applying to, I remember I applied to the McDonald's right there on um, on like Erie and, uh, is that Erie and B Street or something or Whitaker, whatever. Anyway. Right there, I, I applied there and I was overqualified. So then I started applying to some other places and I kept, and I think that was like the only like fast food joint that I had applied to. And it was just on some random shit, but still no, I got denied saying that I was overqualified. Then I started applying to some other little healthcare positions and I was overqualified. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm overqualified for these positions. I'm willing to do the job. I don't give a damn, you know what I'm saying? But I'm overqualified, so I'm not getting the job. And then I'm underqualified for these other positions. So, like I said, long story short, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> After I said all that, right? Um, I was out of work all that time, and that was something I was not used to at all. I was always used to providing. Even if, you know, back then, you know, back when I was in New York or whatever, if I wasn't working, I was still doing something to get money, you know what I'm saying? So, that caused me to go into, like, a deep depression. I, I felt like I wasn't able to provide means for my son. I wasn't able to, you know, keep up with the lifestyle that I already had him, like, accustomed to, kind of. So, that shit just, like, fucked me up. Um, and, you know, again, during that time, like, my sister was helping, you know, she was helping me out, giving me money. She was practically, like, giving me an allowance, like, on a weekly basis, trying to, you know, just help me get by or whatever. And, um, at that time, it wasn't helpful either that I did have a habit of, you know, smoking weed, you know what I'm saying? So, of course, I wasn't doing it as often because I didn't have the money to. 
But it was like whenever I did have that little extra money, like I would like stretch the shit out of like the blunt that I got or whatever. And you know, I know that that wasn't helpful neither because that was still five or ten dollars that I could have put towards something else. You know what I'm saying? So we have to prioritize. Like we we got to do better. I'm so happy that I'm in a much better place now. But, you know, I do feel that at some point, you know, whether it's mild or severe, I think everybody kind of get a little taste of what depression is like. And there's a lot of causes. Like, you know, like I said, for me, it was my job. But, you know, there's a lot of things that cause depression. Like, uh, genetics is one of them. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I didn't even know. I came across that on my research. I really didn't think that's something like uh, genetics, like depression could be, you know, inherited, you know, pretty much, like, through your genes, and, um, it's not just, it's not, you know, it it takes a couple of other factors, too, to trigger it when it comes to, like, the genetics, but you can still inherit it genetically, and then it's just an easier trigger because you already have that down gene in your system, um, you know, According to statistics, gender is another thing, you know, um, not really like topics like you being a woman and wanting to be a man, but more of, uh, according to statistics, women are twice as likely to become depressed than men. Now, I don't really honestly think that that's true. Um, I think that women may speak about it more than men, but I definitely know um, a couple of dudes that show, like, signs of depression or whatever, and they, and you know, they just don't talk about it. They do things like go out drinking, party, go to the strip club, do this, do that, and then when they're in the house, all they want to do is sleep and turn off the lights and close the, you know, so, um, yeah. I don't, I can't really say that I agree with that stat, but, um, that's, that's, that's what they say is, um, happening right now. There's more women showing signs of depression than men. Um, you know, age is another trigger, you know, the older you get, it's like, you have to face some realities of like, you know, you not being the same person anymore, you having to deal with old age and some sicknesses that may arise and stuff, so, you know, that's another issue, and, um, there's, you know, sometimes medical issues causes people to go into depression, you know, chronic pain or heart disease when they have to face these types of issues in their lives, you know, and they feel like, you know, they're, they're anxious, they're facing anxiety, they're stressed because they don't know, you know, what's going to happen next or when it's going to happen again. And, you know, that causes people sometimes to uh, fall into depression. Um, trauma and grief, you know, whether it's physical or emotional abuse and, you know, some as far as grieving, you know, the loss of someone can cause you to, you know, fall into depression as well. Um, I, you know, I lost my son's father about two years ago and I was definitely, um, 
I can't say that I don't think at least I don't think that I was depressed but I was definitely not myself um I just wanted to be alone I just wanted to be and this was maybe this went on for about I say about three months literally every day like I would just go to work come home go to my room show my son some love have him be with me if he wanted to but other than that I just wanted to be myself I didn't want to take part in any activities with anybody like I just needed that that time to myself to um kind of recoup because that was the love of my life like um but I I don't think it caused me to go into depression and then you know there were other things that um that was going on you know we weren't to we weren't together so you know I was still I was living in a whole nother city had my day-to-day life that I had to keep up with going to work doing all this other stuff so that kind of kept my mind busy which I think that was very helpful um had I not been working at the time then yeah I probably would have fell into a depression um stress you know what I'm saying stress whether it's good or bad you know what I'm saying can cause you to go into a depression like divorce um caring for a sick relative you know what I'm saying having that that uh, responsibility you know um job loss like I said before um and then when it comes to like positive stress like things like getting married and starting new jobs could cause that you know what I'm saying you could feel like you're failing maybe you're not meeting expectations you know so it's so many things so so many things that can cause and trigger um you know depression to happen that I feel a lot of the times it's brushed off and again because of you know the um social standards that are kind of placed at this time it's like it's kept a secret it's hidden nobody wants to walk around you know I mean there are some people that want to walk around and be a pity party but there are others that's like you know they don't want to show that they're stressing they they want everybody to feel that they are hunted and they're doing good and they're at the top of their game they're living their best life that's bullshit. There's, and there's no need to put the front. That's why I want everybody to know. Like, there's no need to put the front. You would be surprised how much you have in common with other people if they were to actually share it. Like, a lot, a lot of people, and I'm not going to drop any names here, but a lot of people have skeletons in their closet, whether it's things that... It may not even be a whole motherfucking skeleton, you know what I'm saying? It just may be some things that they're ashamed of, and it might be nothing to you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, everybody has a different world in their mind. Everybody looks at everything differently, and, you know, a lot of the times are not willing to share what they consider their faults, what they consider to be, you know, unaccepted in the world and it's a shame it's really a shame that you know we do keep those things to ourselves because we're so quick to gossip you know what I'm saying we're so quick to go I mean I for one you know you hear me I'm you guys hear me time and time again I say you know 
I always try to be, you know, that bubble of positivity in the room, and I always try to, you know, shed light and wisdom and, you know, whatever I can to uh, make the world a better place. But I'm ghetto as fuck sometimes. Point blank. I'm sure you've gotten a little taste on previous episodes, you know what I'm saying? But I'm only human. You know what I'm saying? I am a product of my society. Like, at the end of the day, I try to educate myself as much as I can. I try to, you know, partake in activities that I never thought I would. I try to, you know, overcome boundaries. These boundaries that are uh, sometimes set. And um, for the most part, and I thank God, I have. I still have a long way to go. Like, my bucket list is growing every day. It's like I take something off of it that I've accomplished and something else ends up getting put on. But I like living my life like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it helps me to grow. It helps me to better understand the world and the people that's in it. You know, um... Sometimes I could be driving and I'll see somebody that looks ratchet as fuck, you know what I'm saying? And I'll talk mad shit at that moment, like, damn, look at shorty, shorty ain't shit, she got green hair, she look like blah, whatever, you know? And then I'll get to the next stoplight and I'll catch myself and I'll dead ass be at that stoplight, like, Lord, please forgive me, I don't even know that girl, she probably going through some shit right now, that's probably why she looking like that. Like, you know, and my man be looking at me like, bitch, you is crazy. (laughs) And, you know, shit, I probably am crazy. Like, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's important to know when to repent, right? The The most important thing is to repent when you do find yourself doing something wrong. So it don't matter to me. It could be at the stoplight. It could be at the gas station. It don't matter. I could be on the motherfucking toilet taking a shit. If I realize that I motherfucking did something wrong, I'm going to repent right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Um, But again, you know, there's a lot going on in this world that, um, that triggers the depression. And, you know, you don't always have to turn to uh, medicinal, you know, treatment to try and help yourself you know what i'm saying this i for one am not big on medicine and i think that's probably why that was the first thing that i wanted to say but you don't have to turn to because med- you i mean you got to remember everything has side effects as far as medicine it's like you take the goddamn medicine for the stress and it ends up giving you anxiety you take the medicine for the anxiety it gives you suicidal thoughts like this shit is ridiculous fucking kidney failure all type of shit like blue lips listen i am big on holistic approaches you know um a lot of things that work for you know cases with depression or you know people that are suffering from depression that are not medicinal is you know something as simple as exercising and you don't gotta go hard and try to be a bodybuilder but you could just you know when when you feel when you find yourself in that state where you're constantly thinking your mind is going and going and you know you you can't figure out how to make it stop the wheels are turning and you just find yourself getting deeper and deeper get up and exercise just put a little bit of music on do some push-ups if you're a dude do some sit-ups if you're a girl 
do some jumping jacks, do something to get you going, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, you don't got to go all extra hardcore. Do something light. Hop in the shower afterwards, you know what I'm saying? That alone is going to go ahead and, you know, it's going to get you pumped up. Then the shower is going to relax you. And you can go ahead and take your ass nap or go to sleep or, you know, go about the rest of your day. Um, you know, in some cases, better sleep. You know what I'm saying? Because I, for one, am the type of person that if I have a lot on my mind, I can't sleep. I'm tossing and turning the whole night. I'm trying to count. So I started counting sheep lately. And I know that y'all probably like, what? Counting sheep? I know. I know. I used to see that shit on the uh, Silly Posturepedic commercial and shit, right? The little sheep jumping over with the numbers and shit. And I swear, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I think it was probably, it had to be maybe like three months ago. But, like, I couldn't sleep this one night. And I tossed and turned. And I, re- I really can't even remember why I couldn't sleep. But I couldn't sleep. And I'm tossing and turning and tossing and turning. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I'm going to just fucking count sheep. And I envisioned it. I, I'm fucking picturing the fucking sheep jumping and shit with the numbers on it. And I'm counting back from 100. And I think I probably got somewhere, like, in the 40s. And boom. I passed out, like, and I remember waking up the next day, and I was like, God damn it, counting sheep work. <laughs> now, it might not work for everybody, but, you know what I'm saying, sleep is important. So, if you're finding yourself where, you know, you have a lot on your mind and you can't sleep, try to tire yourself out throughout the day, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't take no naps during the day, you know, keep yourself busy, go for a walk, you know what I'm saying, try to, you know, do a little something, do some cleaning in the house, or, you know, keep yourself busy, so then when the night comes, you just hop in the shower and go to bed, and you're already so tired out that your brain allows you to fall asleep, you know, um, Another thing that uh, I wanted to touch on was, like, uh, support groups and counseling, which counseling is, like, uh, talk therapy. Um, A lot of people, I feel, kind of, like, shun those types of activities, like, going to, like, group meetings or therapy, a psychiatrist, you know what I'm saying? Like, and... I, for one, don't really understand it. Like, I feel like if I could... It's always great to have that outside source. A lot of us turn to our friends. Those are outside sources, you know what I'm saying? I have, you know, I have... um, I would say I have, like, two confidants that I, you know, trust in and, you know, can speak to can speak to just about anything but you know like I said you know there's certain things that we may feel too ashamed about to speak about with somebody that actually knows us personally and you know if you have that outside source then you're able to vent and let everything out and get that weight off your chest and gain some professional advice from somebody that don't know you, you know what I'm saying? So you know that the things that they're telling you are 
for your own good and not of you know personal interest you know what i'm saying sometimes when you speak to someone you know somebody that you know whether they're in your inner circle or just somebody that you know and you know you just so happen to have this conversation and they give you some advice sometimes you don't heed the advice because you like hold up like it's just like is this a setup? Is this right? Does this person really want what's right for me? Are they like a hater on the low? You know, is this a friend of me? Like, you know, there's just so fucking much going on nowadays. Like, it don't hurt to have that outside soul, especially for you motherfuckers that are on welfare, getting all that free medical and shit. Take advantage of that shit. Like, y'all the ones that really, really motherfucking need the shit because I know y'all be at home watching all these motherfucking talk shows and shit. Then y'all get on the phone and talk all this other shit with y'all besties and y'all other friends and all this other shit, family, whatever. And then wake up two weeks later and then another two weeks later. And then another two weeks later talking about why is my life like this? What? You're in the same motherfucking circle. You're not changing anything about it. So, like I said, take advantage and have that outside person to go speak to that can give you advice on how to move forward and get yourself out of the situations that you find yourself in. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing to be ashamed about. Like, nothing at all. I, for one, you know what I'm saying? So, recently, I actually, um, I have been a little stressed out. Like I told you guys, you know, I've been dealing with a lot um my son just recently got suspended for the third time literally yesterday and and that's the third time this year like my son never ever had gotten suspended never gave me issues with school he was always an a and b student and you know now things is getting kind of crazy now um two out of the three times it was more like self-defense but still in all, I feel like, you know, he may be finding himself like, like, what is it? Like, does he need attention? You know, what is it that he has going on that he's getting into these physical altercations? You know what I'm saying? I know that he's very confident. Like, he doesn't lack confidence. He doesn't show, he doesn't show me or, in, you know, in the household. He doesn't show, like, any signs of depression or anything like that. But, you know, he's chilling with the wrong kids in school, doing all this shit, and he's only in the fifth grade. You know what I'm saying? So what did I do? I went to the school, spoke to the counselor, told her what was happening. I don't want my son to be another motherfucking statistic. This is not, you know, what he's like. I don't understand what's going on. I need you to get me some type of outside source for him to speak to, for him to be able to express himself to, and to be able to dissect our situation and figure out what needs to be done to get him back on track. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not ashamed to say it because you know what? I would do anything for my son. The same way I would go and I would stand there with him and beat up whoever's mother it is that he beat up the kid is the same way I'm going to be woman enough to also go and get him some help if I feel that I can't resolve the matter. And, you know, a lot of us need to be able to step out of our comfort zones like I said before and provide those needs for our children because you know we might feel like or you might feel like oh you know what I've been there already I've done that this is you know this is what life made of me I'm good blah blah 
Then, but you got your kid out here fighting all the time, walking the streets without you doing all this extra shit, not realizing, you know, the love that you're giving them is the wrong type of love. You're wondering why they coming home giving you headaches, why they in school giving you headaches, doing all this shit. If you don't know how to resolve the matter, find somebody on the outside that can help you. There's nothing wrong with it. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's growing and evolving every single day. If that's not what you're doing, then you need to find and surround yourself with people that are so that you can too. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of therapies out there. Uh, for example, um, behavioral therapy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people look at behavior therapy like, oh, you know, that's for the badass kids with the ADHD just so they could get an SSI check. No. No, you can get it as an adult too. And it's not so you could go ahead and go get a motherfucking SSI check. It's so that it could teach you to recognize and adjust your thoughts and actions that is contributing to your depression. You might be looking at shit the wrong way. You might be dissecting the situation in a negative way instead of pulling the positive out of it. And when you go to therapies like that, they teach you pretty much how to appreciate those other things rather than just focusing on the negative. Interpersonal and problem-solving therapies. Yeah, that's actually a therapy. Like Interpersonal and problem-solving therapies. It shows you healthier ways to communicate and interact. That's what we want. Because clearly if you find yourself in a state of depression, 90% of the time you feel like you're alone. You feel like you don't have nobody to reach out to. You don't have nobody to speak to. This shows you how to manage those types of conditions. This shows you how to reach out and say, hey, I need help. Or, hey, I need to talk to you about this. To alleviate the stress and alleviate, you know, the sadness that you may be feeling. The loneliness that you may be feeling. Reach out. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You're you're here for a purpose. Everybody has to know that. You're here for a purpose, okay? You might make an impact in a stranger's life that you don't even know about. I know my mom does it all the time. I see it, and and it's like, when I see those types of actions come from her, it makes me just completely forget about the negative things that she and I personally may have had going on at one point. Because... You know, at the end of the day, we're family because she birthed me and because of the love that we have for each other, but she's her own person. I'm my own person. I didn't ask her to bring me into this world. She didn't ask her mother to bring her into this world. You know what I'm saying? But we are all here for our own purpose and... You know, she's one, she's a person that I know, you know, she deals with her own battles or whatever, and, you know, she's getting older now, and, but I can honestly say that I've seen her touch a lot of lives, like, I've seen, it's like people just, her energy, like, and a lot of the times it's strangers, and, you know, 
that's why I want to go back to saying, you know, it's okay to have that outside source to to uh, talk to. You know what I'm saying? It might be a counselor, you know, it might be a, a therapist, you know, because there's different levels to this shit, you know what I'm saying? You got to give each one, you know, their respect. But overall, you know, they're pretty much in the same field of study of helping the human mind, of helping those that suffer from these types of conditions. Um, so that's pretty much all I had to say today. Um... I hope, you know, I may have mentioned, you know, some type of outsource or something that, you know, is helpful to anybody that's out there, you know, suffering from depression that sparked the light and, you know, that, you know, just sparked a, a possibility of hope to where they may, I may have mentioned something that they didn't think about you a, a tool to use to be able to move forward and get better um again or not again but I didn't mention this before none of this is medical advice I am not a medical professional it's just something that you know I wanted to speak about to just help my people out you know what I'm saying um you're not alone if ever you think you are you're not alone there's so many ways for us to be able to communicate with each other and even strangers. Go to a fucking chat room. Y'all remember the chat rooms on AOL and shit? Boy, I was mad young. First of all, I was mad young when them shits came out. But I used to be on the motherfucking chat rooms looking at conversations and shit, the instant messaging and shit. Find yourself a motherfucking chat room. Go on the chat room, call yourself Superman if you want to, and, you know, just engage in some type of, you know conversation with somebody be interactive with someone that you don't even know you know what i'm saying you might find somebody on there that you could feel that you feel you you be able to talk to you know what i'm saying after all they don't even know who you are like um but like i said that's pretty much all that i had to say um another thing i want to say though is um so in the beginning of the episode before i tuned in um I did play that song uh, by DMX, Slippin'. Now, if you don't, if you didn't hear it, most likely it's because you're listening on another uh, platform other than Anchor. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to listen to the music that I play. But um, if you did, then, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm like I said before, I'm trying to, you know, incorporate new things onto the show. And I will be doing so as I learn and, you know, uh, become better at it. It's all a learning process. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, here's our closing quote. If you could only sense how important you are in the lives of those you meet, how important you can be to the people you may never even dream of, There is something of yourself you leave at every meeting with someone else. End quote. And that was a quote by Fred Rogers. And that was a message personally for me 
to everybody that's out there suffering depression because like I mentioned before we all have our purpose here you just have to find what yours is um at the end of the day like I said you know you may not even know the impact that you leave in another person's life you may not know what you're gonna be in the life of someone that you haven't met But in order for that to happen, you have to know your self-worth and keep on going and know that times are going to get better. If you're living through your worst right now, know that it's going to get better. It can only get better if you feel like you're at your lowest. Reach out. Call whoever it is that you got to call. Find some. Go sit in the park and talk to somebody. Speak to the little old lady that's feeding the birds. Don't give up on yourself. Reach out, and something's going to happen. So, I'm going to leave you guys there. Um, It's a beautiful day today. I hope you all go out and enjoy it. The weather's getting better. And I'm your girl, Dami Tsunami. Peace.